Ben, can you share some tips that Joe gave you, not just about screenwriting in general, but about really pouring your heart into the script, just pouring your whole life into it? You know, one of the one of the main, uh, I think, one of the things that Joe really taught me was, was trust your instincts. That was one of the biggest things as a writer, and and be true to the story, be true to yourself, uh, and put everything on paper. Or now these days, uh, on a laptop. <laughs> you know, so yeah. What was that process like for you? Uh, it was hard. It was tough because the, the story's so personal. It took a long time. I mean, this has been over over 10 years. So it's, uh, you know, when you have something that's related to your family, about losing a brother and, and, and for me also losing a daughter, and it's all, every single one of these characters is someone that I grew up with or was related to my family or, or, and also the neighborhood. So it's... It's tough. It was a process. You f I found myself at times, even when I was writing the memoir, after a few pages, you get emotional. You know, it's really hard. But you got to, you got to, you got to work through it. And Joe was always there for me. Do you two almost have like a shorthand with each other, where you, you already know what he's going to say, and you've already answered it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that you know, like with any with any great friendship, uh, you know, you you develop a, a way of speaking to one another, a way of interacting, and. You know, and 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 you know, uh, it's like it's like my brother and I. It's the same thing. You know, we have these we have these kind of this these inside jokes that that we're laughing at that other people find obnoxious because they they don't know. You know what I mean? Because that shorthand you know doesn't exist. They don't understand that. But there's only from you know almost 20 years of of knowing somebody and spending the time with them. So uh, there is that, and I think there is a. There is a, a, a like-mindedness in, in Ben and I as artists. I think we, we, we enjoy, we're striving for the same things. You know, we don't want this kind of, these kind of artificial experiences. And we wanted to make El Chicano something that was not only singular in, in its kind of vision, but also in its um, unique sense of family, unique sense, unique kind of emotional journey that the character goes on that, that I thought, uh, we both thought was very necessary. And that's kind of what we strove for. How usual or unusual is it for someone to spend, what, 20 years behind the camera, then getting their chance to direct? Or is that something that most people don't realize about Hollywood? Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it's not unusual because we, we are uh, we storytelling. You know, even as, as, as early as being a stuntman to then becoming a stunt coordinator and a second unit director for Joe, um, you know, you're, you're always, you know, I, I was very fortunate. I had I had some some people that really took me under their wing. Ron Stein being one of them, um, who was like a father figure when I first started in the business. And it was like, you know, you can only do this for so long as a young stunt guy. You know, it's like being an athlete. If you really want to have longevity, uh, you better learn lenses, learn story. And uh, and I and of course I fell in love with the fact of being a storyteller. So um, we were, you know, in some way you're always directing. You know, you're always coming up with ideas. I and mean, with the relationship I had with Joe, it's like this collaboration of when he was doing, whether it be the A-Team or the Grey, uh, uh, some of these films and, you know, sitting down and talking about storyboards and what needs to be shot. It was like you were in school, you know. We have a lot of screenwriters that watch our channel. What do you think is the number one thing screenwriters do to ruin a screenplay that they need to really work on? I think my... Uh, my thought on that, Karen, is that they they spend too much time overanalyzing it, and I think that hopefully this 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 newer generation of writers is moving further away from the kind of the uh, let's call it the Robert McKee story, uh, you know, like kind of this what I what I find um, uh, arguably uh, 
the dearth of good writing is just kind of is to try to plug it into this formulaic. This must happen at this page. That must happen at that page. Because I'll find you an example throughout the, the history of screenplays that where, where you where you can confound whatever it is that they, whatever it is that's put out there. And I find that very almost dangerously homogenizing a process, which is by its very nature spontaneous and creative and should be. And I think when you when a writer stops being spontaneous or stops allowing things to happen to the story is when it's dangerous. That, that because, it, it, because in doing that, also siphons off the individual nature of who, whomever that writer is. Um, <clears throat> and when you see it done, someone like Charlie Kaufman, who writes, uh, you know, masterful, very unusual, very specific screenplays. And that's why, you know, he's regarded in the way that he is. So I think you've got to keep that in mind and never lose sight of the fact that you are an individual and that screenplay should live and breathe you. Thank you, Dan. Cool. Five things an actor should not do during an audition. I think everything's on the table. Tell them how funny the material is or how well it's written. That's insulting because you go, this is really funny. Well, how did you think it was going to be? So that's one I would say. Oops. Yeah. Oops. No, Don't no. ask them to validate your parking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't say, usually when I put me on tape, I'm not wearing anything. <laughs> okay. okay Unless got, you're in the valley. You guys got two. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I got one of you got one. Left. Yeah, I guess. All right, you go for uh, it. I think uh, one thing you shouldn't do is um, you shouldn't shake hands with anyone. You shouldn't presume that someone's going to someone's gonna greet you openly, you, you know, because they don't. Wow. Well, I have failed all of these. I'm like, this is so funny. And I give them a hug. Um, so fail, fail. <laughs> fail, 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 fail. Go ahead. There's one left. Pero este, let's see. You know, for me, it's just don't overthink. Like, just go. Like, I've just, I don't, I just say, hey, this is my gift to you. Have fun. Instead of like, is this what you want? I never think that. I think, hi, this is my gift, microphone job, and you just leave. Okay, so that's why you don't work more. <laughs> George Lopez. Okay, so then once you get the job, five things an actor does on set that are huge mistakes. Direct another actor. Oh. <laughs> George is trying to direct me left and right. No, <laughs> no, no, listen, no way. Uh, I think sit in somebody's chair. Really? Yeah, if you sit in the executive producer's chair as an actor, or just go to catering and shut up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think just showing up like uh, what what bothers me is you have 200 person crew. People wake up at 4 in the morning, you know, they're spending 17 hours a day, and I really don't like when people aren't prepared. Right. That's my big thing. Ooh. Like to me acting is like tennis. You can't out act somebody, you throw them the ball, depending on how they hit the ball to you is how you hit it back. So to me, it's just be really prepared. I think even if that means whatever you're, if it's like not knowing the lines at all, but you kind of know what the scene's about, whatever, or you know the lines inside out, you can, whatever it is, but I just feel like it's really disrespectful if people are like figuring it out there while everyone is like just waiting. Right? Or what yeah. do you think is like the worst thing? No, I think that's, that's right. Leave before someone's good. coverage, like you go somewhere and then you're not there for the other yeah. actor. <laughs> Oh you know, yeah. You have to do go. You have to go to dinner or something. Yeah, that's like, fine. Hey, you know, they're gonna act with you because I gotta go. Yeah, they'll yeah. be like act with this piece of tape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or talk loud <laughs> about something that nobody cares about, <laughs> which would be their own life. <laughs> oh my god. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. For this film, did Ben and Joe allow you just to improv with dialogue, or were they very strict with the script? I think we, we kept to the script. I mean, there's a lot of information in there, and there's you know a lot of pertinent and important information, and I think we, it was good to stick to it. I mean, there were moments when we got to play and, and, and have some fun, but I, I think this, the script is so well written. I think if we played within the script, we were good. So, um. You know, I think that maybe you guys, ad-libbing is only good in comedies. I don't think it's good in dramatic, because how are you going to make it sadder or more dramatic. <laughs> wow, he's really dead. <laughs> you know, it's already yeah. the guy's yeah, yeah, dead. Yeah. He's, you know, you don't, so drama, I think drama doesn't really, right. does it or not? Yeah, well right. the only, the only, the, Im the only improv that I did was just add Spanish, which Ben was cool with. I said, look, they're having this really intimate conversation and they've been together forever and I just feel like she would speak Spanish to him. And he was like, please, you know? So there's a couple things that I said in that scene mm -hmm. that I just said, I just spoke Spanish to him. But other than that, yeah, it's so well written. You just don't have to mess with was it. Was there chemistry between you two? Because I don't see it in the movie, but was it <laughs> um, when you guys uh, were shooting? Raul. <laughs> was there or not? <clears throat> it didn't come across is there such screen, thing as too mass chemistry, George? There might there have been too mass. That's the sixth thing you don't do on set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, but you guys got along. No, it's very sweet your relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it yeah. was important. I mean, uh, Ben and Joe had us meet well before we even went off to shoot the movie, and and, and I think that was, I think that added to to the to the chemistry. I think it gave us a little bit of history before we walked on set in that way. You know, and I think that was important that we spent time before we landed in, in Calgary. Where we yeah, shot. and when we met Joe for the first time, um, <laughs> Joe's like, you guys have known each other forever. And I said, and they said, and he said, Ben, how long have they known each other? And and we're like, we just met an hour ago. <laughs> and Joe couldn't believe it. Remember, we yeah. like had, went out for tequila yeah, and, I picked, I picked and he picked me up. <laughs> and by the time the car ride ended, we just, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like I'd known you for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Just last story, anything that happened on set where it seemed like it was going to be a disaster and then at the last minute something happened and it pulled it all together. How much time do you have? No, I'm kidding, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I mean, it's, you know, it's independent filmmaking, so there's all kinds of little disasters, but it's how well people deal with them, and that's kind of part of filmmaking. It's At least in television, you develop a, a rhythm to shooting, and in television, it's over, and by the time you start developing some, you know, this kind of rhythm, so, but it, you can really tell the, the character of the, of the, of the crew and how they handle those, all those little, those little, um, you know, uh, accidents, and I think the crew just, it was, it, it was well, you know, they, everyone gelled really well and dealt with adversity and all the, in the best way, you, you know, you can ask for it. We, uh, we have a scene here and I in the, in the ambulance, and it's very tight, so it was, Raul's laying down, I'm over there, and the paramedic is I mean, he really was acting. You're gonna be all right. He's getting in, in front of the camera. You, you get, huh? Just hang on. And Ben's like, hey, that dude. I said, this dude needs to bring it down a little bit. So I think he just ended up not talking and putting an IV in. George, that was Remember like his dream as an actor. Remember like, that dude? Just take it easy. You're like, hey, man, this guy. It's too loud for this little area. That was the He's ordering a nurse the around. There's no nurse in there. I need some saline. Stat. Dude, they were, they were the only ones in here. 
So I man. think that there's a, you can you can do too much because it's the one thing you know he holds it up. I think this is gonna work. You know the thing comes up in the air. All right. You know. No, but I will say George being a stand-up comedian, he is unrecognizable in this film. Like mm -hmm. his dramatic work as an actor is piercing and grounded and connected, and I really am so proud. I just want to say that I'm, I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah. Yeah. You got me to read the script five months. I, I, she was telling me how great the movie was, and I didn't, you know, I'm golfing. I ain't got time to read. So <laughs> it was going to go away, and she said, really, really, like, I'm telling you, don't miss this opportunity. I'm glad, and I'm glad that, hmm. you know, I partially read it. <laughs> you read just I'm dyslexic, parts. man. Why don't you just give me the Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> yeah. to look at? Exactopedia, that's what I call yeah. it. The Exactopedia. I know we're gabbers. Come on, Emma. Exactopedia. Thank, Thank you. you so